Hi, and thank you for joining us for In All Things, a weekly podcast of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. I'm Rachel Joseph. Your host for In All Things is Dean Weaver, State Clerk of the EPC. We pray that God uses Dean and his guests to inform and inspire you about the EPC and how God is working in and through our global movement of Evangelical Presbyterian Churches. The motto of our family of congregations is, in essentials, unity, in non-essentials, liberty, in all things, charity. Thank you, Rachel, and welcome to everyone joining us for this special edition of In All Things. My name is Michael Davis. I'm the Assistant State Clerk, Chief Collaborative Officer of the EPC, and I am thankful that you are joining us and have been joining us throughout the year. We hope that as you are sitting, driving, running, wherever you are, that this devotional for Advent will be one that is encouraging. We will discuss this morning, awaiting our hope. As we put ourselves in the scene in Matthew chapter 1, we we realize we've been talking about the awaited hope, and now the promise is there, born in a manger. And Joseph, who was afraid when his wife was pregnant before she was his wife, pregnant. And the angel coming to confirm that this isn't just any pregnancy. And this is not a reason for you to divorce her. But there is a child that will be born. And so when you look at this child being born, where wise men come and they follow the star to worship Jesus, we're at that moment where They've been hoping and they've been waiting. And it is Christmas where the one that is born is with us. He's with the people of Israel. Matthew chapter 2 verse 6 says, Oh, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler. Who will shepherd my people, Israel? I can tell you how important it is for us to understand the ruler of all rulers is Jesus. But yet he comes humble, meek, and mild in a very lowly state to distinguish himself from any other ruler. When he says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. We find a ruler who is not just dictating or telling us to do things or making promises that will never come true. We have a God who has made all things new and has promised to fulfill all things. Thus, when we look at where we are, beloved, it is important to acknowledge that Jesus, as ruler of all things, who has a throne above every throne, whose power is above every other power. He cares about those that are afflicted, those that are pushed to the margins, those that do not have. He cares about them. And Jesus reminds us that he can cure everything. Beloved, it is our job to continue to look at the manger, continue to look to Jesus, to worship him, And ask God to give us the wisdom in order to bring about the redemption that is necessary. There's a larger story 
And the story is that God created all things. And at the end of creating man and all of creation, he said it is very good. But then there was an issue, and it was called the fall. Well, man rebelled against God and did exactly what he told them not to do. So the story was about someone to be a mediator between God and his people. We've seen covenants between Abraham, Moses, and David, etc. But then we get to Jesus, who is the one sent by his father, the son of God, to bring redemption. And you know what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to act as image bearers, redemptive change agents. What does that mean? When we think about what we put our hope in, then that means that the very person that has come to bring about all hope, we put our hope in him. But not only that, but we proclaim the hope that we are waiting for. We're waiting for Jesus to return. We're waiting for him to come back to fulfill and consummate every single thing because as he is restoring us into the image of God in which he created us, he too will restore all aspects of creation. It is Paul who reminds us that all of creation groans, waiting his return, knowing that the hope, the future hope of glory is in the finished body of work that Jesus has accomplished and the work that he will continue to do through us until he returns. So what do we put our hope in? Do we put our hope in ourselves? Do we put our hope in the notion that everything will go right? Do we put our hope that as long as societal issues are resolved quickly and that we would just have a peace of mind without any issues? No, we live in a fallen and a broken world. And as redemptive change agents, we continue to put our hope in the promise that Jesus will give us everything we need in order to fulfill his call to our lives. That's important because our hope should be that Jesus will return, not that we have everything on earth peaceably and reconciled fully prior to his return because he is the one that holds everything together. He is the one that brings everything together. And when we understand that, Jesus gives us an invitation you know what that invitation is as redemptive change agents, people that are proclaiming his glory, proclaiming his goodness, proclaiming his justice and mercy. It is to note that this invitation is an invitation for all of us to come. And I think about the hymn, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. It says, come, oh ye, come to Bethlehem. Oh, come and behold him, born the king of angels. Oh, come, let us adore him. And we know it. He's Christ our Lord. Oh, come all ye faithful. Come all ye faithful. Beloved, I want that to be in your mind. That sometimes we're not content where we are and we look for so much to be changed around us. It is because our hope is in ourselves. Our hope is in us bringing about our own redemption. Our hope is in sometimes us trying to play and be the Messiah. And that's the issue with a fallen and broken world. That's been the issue with those that have tried to mediate between God and his people. 
But Jesus is the perfect mediator. He is the one that continues to remind us that the invitation to come to him, to be with him and he with us, it then means that we can be content in our waiting, that we can have a discipline in our own spiritual formation and where we are growing to know Jesus in our waiting as opposed to allowing our anxiousness our impatience, allowing our own thoughts to rule our minds, allowing the media, social media, the news, the newspapers, things that are going on globally in our world to rule our minds. We have a promise, beloved, that no one else can testify to no other God can do, but only Jesus. And that is that everything will be fulfilled and restored when he returns to his people. So for those that are preaching, know that this is not a season where you're just preaching another message, but you're preaching to give people hope, a hope outside of what society is trying to give. For those that are in difficult situations, those that are, that are lacking and living in poverty and those that are pushed to the margins, if you're listening, please note that everything is not all right just when you're out of poverty or there's no more abject poverty or there's no more oppression or marginalization. But what we need to remind ourselves of is that God is the only one that is so sufficient that he can fulfill everything. So don't let your hope be in just a change that is momentary. Allow your hope to be eternal. So let me ask you again. What do you put your hope in? I hope it is in Jesus' return and that he will restore everything. But why do, why, do, why do you think I'm emphasizing the reality of God calling us to care for those that are sick and afflicted, those that are pushed to the margins, those that need to hear a good news that transforms our life? Well, number one, Jesus says that he is the great physician and he's come not for those that are not sick, but those that, that are in need of healing. They're in need of comfort, not come for the righteous. He ain't come for those that proclaim that they have it all together. He comes to those who are in need of a savior. And I'm reminded of one of my favorite jazz vocalists, Gregory Porter. Uh, I always say he's like the Nat King Cole of our day. I'm reminded of a story. I always kind of share this story when I think about this season because it's just fitting. Uh, Gregory Porter has a song called Take Me to the Alley. And he said that he learned how to sing in the alleys of Bakerfield, California. He sang to homeless people. And that came because one day he said his mother would gather all eight of his brothers and sisters around the table for Thanksgiving. And the meal would be prepared and they would be ready to dive in and eat this meal. And his mother would have them pray and 
he would say how long and exaggerated the prayer would be. But he said that after she prayed, said amen, that they would wrap the food up. And he was curious as to why they would wrap the food up. They weren't going over anyone else's house for Thanksgiving or to have a meal with others. But she said, we're taking the food to the alley. He said, why are we taking the food to the alley? We're taking the food to those that are sick and afflicted, those that do not have. And we're not going to give them leftovers. We're going to give them the first of our fruits. That is remarkable. Primarily because when we are all gathered in our congregations, with our families, with our loved ones, I want us to know that there are those who need to be loved and cared for because they do not have anybody there. They're cold. They don't have shelter. They're hungry. They don't have food. They have ailments, diseases maybe, undiagnosed issues. They have injuries. And a lot of times it's because they don't have medical care. They don't have aid. They don't have the benefits. I, I relate to Gregory where a lot of my preaching came to when I was preaching to homeless people in the shelters. And I remember every time I seen 44 of those men come into the homeless shelter and how I greeted them and welcomed them, cared for them, fed them a meal. Every time we would have a shower for them, they would have a bed. But the most important thing that we gave them was Jesus. We would preach the gospel every single time they came in to worship the one true ruler. Knowing that there are so many different political agendas that can try and make much of things or we could look to change their circumstances through policies etc but we knew that one of the most important things is that if they knew that Jesus Christ had come and will come again to take away all of their sins and call them to him to adore him to be faithful to him to love them because he loves all of us. Beloved, the manger, I'm glad it wasn't empty. And I'm glad that Jesus chose to come wrapped in human flesh, being able to empathize with us in his incarnated way that no other priest could and he did it in a sinless way. That is the God that we serve. and That is the God of this day, of this world. And I ask that we take the same nature of these wise men and fall down and worship him. Thank you for joining us for our time in, in all things. As always, we end with Colossians 1, 15 through 18. And I want you to hear this because as I was alluding to, there are thrones, there are powers, there are rulers, there are authorities that we put our hope in at times. <laughs> and we have to note that those things have no ability to supersede or transcend the power that Jesus has. And so when I read this, I want you to envision the reality that only God can do and hold together and bring forth total restoration.
Colossians 1, 15 through 18 says, The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. Think about that. All things were created through him and for him. For he is before all things. And in him, all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. It is this God, our God, who is going to hold all things together. Put your hope in him. Thank you for joining us, beloved. Peace, grace, and mercy. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Thank you again for joining us. On behalf of the entire team, please join us for our next episode. For more information about the EPC, including a directory of local churches, online resources, and much more, visit our website at www.epc.org. I'm Rachel Joseph. I pray you have an overwhelming sense of God's presence in all things today.